Hi, you're listening to My Castle Life Financial Advisory Team with George Ohan, David Fox, and I'm your host, the American Prince Charles III. Here we discuss smart money moves, which in turn help you find your financial freedom. All right, let's see if I can get George and David on the phone here. Hello, hello, guys. Can you hear me? If so, how are you guys doing? Hello. I am doing great. Perfect. Doing great. Awesome, awesome. I'll tell you, it's, it's got a little cool here. I'm up in Mississippi right now. I was in LA, and I I go back and forth, as you know. But um, it got down to about 27 degrees last night. Yeah, that's a little cool. That's cold. Wow, that's gosh. <laughs> Yeah, it's cold for me. You know, I'm, I'm like a reptile. I don't like all that coldness. But, you know, <laughs> but I know I tell you today, I think we what would you what would you guys like to talk talk about today to to get everybody going with the show? Well, you know, you brought up a good point last time that we were talking is uh, tell me what I don't know or tell me what I should know or where should I start? Financial mm-hmm. literacy is a big old uh, coined term these days. Everyone's throwing it out there. But what does that mean? You know, like what should I know? Am I right. interested in retirement? Am I interested in savings for college for my, for my child? You know, like, uh, do I just need money for my food? I mean, like what, where do I start when it comes to this financial literacy thing? And I think that's for Mr. Fox. Uh, that's one of his strengths. So he knows how to break that down. That's awesome. So, uh, David, let's, let's start, yes, out, let's start out with that. What, what should we know? What's, what would be the first step you would say we need to take? As uh, if I'm someone, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, right? And I have, let's say I have, (laughs) let's start out with something as simple as $100. How can you help me? How can you advise me to start out with something that simple to watch it grow? That's a a great question. And I look forward to continuing the conversations through our podcast journey here together. To be able to answer questions like that, for sure. I think the, the beginning of 2021 here, we have an opportunity to make things a little bit different than last year. Right. You know, if, uh, if we don't do anything different, uh, it'll probably turn out the same for you. So uh-huh. uh, a portion of that journey should probably start with some uh, education. Okay. So before even talking about where I would, I would put those assets, uh, I'd probably start talking about the, the rules of money, understanding what they are, how to actually take advantages of tax codes that are available for everyone to be a part of, uh-huh. and, uh, and going from there. So okay. even simple rules about how money grows, you know, how does money grow right. you know, and how does it, it compound? What's the difference between like a simple you know, interest or a compounding interest, even how money grows inside markets, uh, like what different rates, there's only three different ways that money grows. And uh, one is a fixed amount and one is a variable and one is an index. So every account that you uh, can invest in today actually fits into one of those three. Having an understanding of those will actually give you a good footprint, but also the importance of understanding how that money is taxed. Okay. We do have several incentives and things that we can uh, be a part of to take advantages of the tax code, but um, there are some, some flaws to it as well that you can be taken advantage of. Okay, so let's. Okay, so you you were saying you know grow and growth and compound and compound interest and so 
so with my hundred dollars, I've been out mowing a lawn, right? And I just got a fifty dollar bill from a neighbor, and I did another neighbor's yard, and I got another fifty dollar bill, and I just want to go and invest it. I don't want to buy a game system or a video game cartridge or anything like that. I want to invest my hundred. Boy, that sure sounds so, good. What would be the first? I think what would be an easy, easy um, way to get me going in investing? Well, I won't be so afraid. Sure. Charles, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And I'm not a financial advisor. I am a licensed and a certified financial services professional. Uh -huh. And with that $100, if you if that same person planned on making $100 every month to keep doing this thing, you could get something similar to what I got for my daughter, which is an IUL. It's an index universal life policy. And it, it's some kind of investment grade life insurance. And basically, uh, instead of me trying to keep up with the cost of inflation, I now have a policy where I'm putting this money into and there's money growing at a larger rate at, at, than, than what the cost of inflation is going up at. Plus, I have the life insurance part of it, portion of it, mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm covered. So for that person with that $100, uh -huh. really the, the, the question would be, what are your needs? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to build a nest egg? Are you trying to retire? Are you trying to save up for something? Okay. Uh, and it, it's as simple as this. Uh, if, if I was specifically advising somebody in the military okay okay in the military they would put us in a tsp right but that thrift savings plan that was foolish for all those years i was eight years active duty u.s army i got out as a staff sergeant and what my tsp looked like after eight years was foolish if i had been putting that same amount of money in something similar to an iul i would have fared much better right. way better and so, so that's the thing about being financially literate or, or financial literacy is you have to understand some of the tricks of the trade. Mm -hmm. Some, you know, a lot of money is a game. If you don't know the rules of the game, just like Monopoly, you're going to lose. That's right. So I like that. So and I'm going to be asking as if I just don't know a thing about it. I'm brand new. And because a lot of the people out there in the audience, they don't know much about it. What we would like for them to do is not be so afraid of it. A lot of people I've talked to uh, that have come up to me, they're like so afraid of it. Oh, snap. You didn't and I know? I don't know you're why. So right. you're, you're right. And, and here's the thing. Uh, what Mr. Fox taught me, what he enlightened me to, he changed my perspective on. I was like, yeah, because only poor people don't know about this stuff. And he's like, yeah, well, what about this group of doctors that I just wrote up over here in Clovis? And I'm like, what do you mean? A bunch of... <laughs> surgeons and doctors with money medical professionals they don't know about this stuff he's like no because they're busy learning about medical stuff <laughs> why do they know about the finance stuff right yeah. true story true story right and uh, it, it's funny i i love um you know learning from other people and i think it's a, a great task to, to always take on and and even this podcast will allow that to happen not just uh from our side but i i will love to learn from the comments that people make as well but you know, even thinking about three different types of people that there are, you know, there's, there's those that are informed, there are those that are uninformed and those that are misinformed. Right. And it really would be, be glad to, you know, and to be honest, I've been in all three of those categories. Now being in a different situation, obviously being more informed uh, and staying in my lane being able to open up conversations a right. little bit and, and just talk uh, about uh, what people know and maybe fill in some gaps that, that's uh, of understanding that could get better. Okay. Charles, uh, what, yes. Charles, yes. May I cut in here? Yes, you may. Okay. Okay. So imagine this when, if we, when we were in E1 joining the military, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine yeah. we get in there and some guy, some old trusty E7 comes up to us and says, Hey, 
you got to get into this FIA. You got to get into this fixed index annuity. And you know, every E7 some crusty old dude comes up to you, and you, when you're an E1, that's the distinction. Until you become that guy, right? And so, so, so this guy, if they told us that you could be putting in this hundred bucks a month into this fixed index annuity or, or whatever, or when you get your twenty thousand dollar cash uh, enlistment bonus and you put it in this thing, you basically can create something similar to what the military has given you in retirement, but you would have had two of those right now. Right. Okay. So and, that's and, really and good. you would have doubled your income for doing nothing more for just uh, buying one less DVD or whatever <laughs> it would have been over the long haul. Right. So I like that. So, um, okay. Let's, if we listen to, uh, sorry, Charles, oh, if, no, we, if we listen to the, yeah, just listen to the words like uh, that George is saying, he's, he's saying a lot of, uh, fundamental uh, things that are that are actually happening in the finance industry. And I wanted to, wanted to break down just a couple of those uh, real quick. He he mentioned um, you know a policy that he started for his daughter, and right. he's actually taking advantage of some rules that uh, that the wealthy are actually using, and uh, wanted to shed some light on them. Um, so one is called the rule of seventy two. It's just talking about how money can grow and compound. You know whether you're growing it into a small interest account or a large interest account. This rule of 72, it came out by Albert Einstein. It's available all over the place. I'm sure some of the listeners are probably Googling it right now. But, uh, you know, what it states is if you take that number 72 and you divide it by the amount of interest you're earning on that account, that's how many years it will take for that money to double. Mm-hmm. So with George's understanding of it, he got it right away saying it, it makes more sense to be in higher interest earning accounts mm-hmm. that are going to be growing, you know, um, or doubling a lot sooner than maybe a bank account. So right. even in a bank account, it's making less than 1%. That right. means it'd be 72 years for that money to double if it's inside your bank account. You know, turn that around and invest it inside um, vehicles that are making six to twelve percent, and that's you know about every six years that that money will double and increase, no matter what's in the account. Now, I've had people so, ask me, you know, I would like to put, if nothing but ten to twenty dollars away a month, or even a hundred dollars, right. or even a thousand dollars away a month. Is a mutual fund mm-hmm. good for me, or is an IRA good for me? You know, so what type of Answer would you give those type people out there? The personal financial review would answer that. Yeah. Yeah. So So basically they need to see where they are. What are they comfortable? uh, That's the part, Charles, mm -hmm. you're hitting the nail on the head. There's a complimentary personal financial review. This is the part where people are like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going to talk to that crazy money man Fox because he's not trying to take my money. Uh-huh. No. This, this is the part where we're uneducated or, or we're, we're misinformed. It's like, oh, you can go to a, a, a financial services professional and they will break this down for you because they're trying to help you see your situation. You're not giving your money to the financial services professional. You're putting money away in your own account with your own name on it. That's what's amazing about this. Right. And here, here's what really like uh, blows people away is guess what at your job at your 401k when you signed up for that 401k they kind of gave you a choice of a b or c you kind of didn't know what you were signing up for but you're like hey i got a retirement this is cool that hr specialist usually whoever's signing you up they're not a fiduciary to the state they're not licensed in money they're not uh they're not licensed to do this sort of thing they, they actually can't sell these types of products and they're over there you're putting your entire retirement in their hands 
Wow. And they're just telling you pick A, B, or C. They're not Mr. Fox. They don't have this information. They don't know how to, how to uh, help you know help you understand how these things work. Right. Wow. I think this might be a good time to uh, you know kind of describe the difference between you know what a financial advisor is, a financial you know professional, for example. Um, like I'm a, a licensed financial professional in the state uh, and a few other states actually. And the difference is, you know, that I'm not captive to one company. I don't work for Bank of America. I don't work for, you know, Wells Fargo. I don't work for, you know, name any company. Right. So now instead of actually representing a company, I represent clients. Okay. So I all I do is inform them on what the industry is doing. So there's over a hundred different companies that uh, you can end up getting involved in on different strategies that someone has or, or wants to receive out of. But just as George was mentioning earlier, doing a personal financial review is essential for you. Um, and that's something that is done free of charge. Right. This information can be uh, received anywhere all over the internet. We just simply put it together in one package and then so you can see where the outcome will be. So basically this- Go ahead. Sorry? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, that twenty to thirty dollars that you were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, it might make a smart move to be inside a mutual fund for uh, an individual. But you know, for for that small amount, the fees that they probably will have inside that account um, will eat up most of those funds. Okay. And, so, and here's a, here's another point. Mm-hmm. You're saying twenty or thirty dollars or whatever it is. Uh, it could be a thousand. Price. We could say a thousand. Uh, what, whatever it is, mm-hmm. hey, whatever the price is. Uh, let's talk about a product called long-term care. Okay. Okay. Uh, if, if you don't have some sort of long-term care policy in place when you're younger, when you're healthy, when it costs a few dollars only per month, then that price of that product only continues to go up. One of the top reasons why people go bankrupt is because of medical bills. So if people plan on getting old, and if they think that they might get sick when they're older, then they might ha- they might want to have something in place where there's a nurse who comes to your house and takes care of you, and there's some kind of policy or there's something structured in place that takes care of you because that's not just going to magically happen. Right. Yeah, the cost of medical bills are ridiculous. I actually just saw an article that was put out. Uh, that was talking about uh, it's no longer just what you need to financially plan for how you would like to spend and have available for the bills for for like maybe taking trips or spoiling grandchildren or mm-hmm. you know paying for the home that you're in right but really taking into consideration the medical bills that you're going to be receiving as well as uh, assistance that once you grow older things don't tend to work as well as they are Right. And uh, people don't really think about that as far as being able to have estate planning and family planning. But, um, George, that's a great point that you brought up. Long-term care is, a, is very dear to my heart. Uh, my mother has had dementia for the last three years, oh. and uh, her wish was that she would never have a stranger take care of her. Mm-hmm. That she would always be able to be around a comfortable environment that she knew, understand, and, and could smile at everyone that walked in. Because my father put um, both of them inside a long-term care policy, that policy has paid them out over a half a million dollars into their account, and they never even came close to putting that amount into it. Because they're paying just a monthly premium into this investment, realizing that it is an investment, because at some point, they're going to be starting to, to rely on it to be able to cover their needs. 
and that's just so amazing to see it actually work and uh, to be able to, to walk into her room and see her smiling and, and comfortable. I know that her wishes have been met and they will for the rest, rest of her life. Well, I just think that's I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you have your mother has uh, um, seen that come to fruition. She was able to see her hard work her ideal to make sure she planned for that future for her is we none of us know what our future will hold you know what type of sickness we will come down with or whatever but uh what a what a great blessing she was able to think of think of that and think that far ahead in life you know because a lot of us you know especially when we are young when we are young and we're like you know we're gonna live forever or we're healthy right now we don't have any really sicknesses to worry about right now so really we really don't plan for the future that way financially you know i think a lot of exactly it's like you have to ask yourself am i leaving a liability or a legacy right i know people that put more money in their cars than they do the bank you know so (laughs) um (laughs) so you know i think when COVID 19 let's 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 kind of come down a little bit to um because a lot of people may be like oh my god they're way over my head already well let's just take it something as simple as 2020 2020 um or COVID 19 when all this stuff broke out you know a lot of people are very hesitant to even think about putting money away you know uh because they don't have they don't have their um all their i guess i don't let's say they have other bills they have other things that are kind of weighing on them so saving money may not be the first and foremost thing in in their mind right now to do but you're right charles mm-hmm. you're right. so how, how do we address those people right now well the personal financial review has to be first you have to know where am i at where am I, where do I even really stand? It, you you got to get out of fantasy land. Like you got to get out of your own head. You have to look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. You have to know what is your real debt. You have to know how much are you really, what is your fixed income? You have to know these numbers. You have to know what are your assets? What are your liabilities? You have to know these things. Okay. And, and that's step number one. It's so important to know that. Cause then you can be honest with yourself. Right. You can, you can create a plan. You can create a strategy. It's no, it's, it's no difference what you're saying. This, this financial review, then if we were to go purchase a car or or house or an apartment, exactly. we need to know what we can afford. Exactly. And, and it's not even that. And we're, we're taking it a step further. We're saying before we'll even talk to you about anything you can afford, let's just see where you're at just generally in your life. Uh-huh. How are you doing? I mean, do you, after a couple of hours, we'll be able to quickly know if, if uh, your your strategy looks like it's going to be successful or not because the numbers just don't lie. And so that's, that's the first part of it. Here's the second part. You cannot continue to live the same way that you were living in 2021 that you did in 2020 and that you did in 2019. Right. Yeah. 2019, you had a specific skill set. You had a specific amount of experience and knowledge and way of doing things. And that was cool. But then 2020 happened. And COVID happened. Like, oh, my goodness. Wow, things are done much different. The world is different. The world operates different. Things happen differently now. That's so true. So my skill set, my skill set, I need to improve my skill set. That's the only thing I can do to keep up with the time. Right. If I'm expecting everything to just go on hunky-dory and just go right on along and I haven't improved my skills. I haven't done anything to get better. I, that's going to be a problem. So, so 
here's the thing with, with our actual industry, with what we're in. Because of how our industry is built, mm-hmm. it actually went better. It actually got better. More people needed the products and the services mm-hmm. that we offer. Mm-hmm. So, so if somebody wanted to spend the next 12 months becoming a financial professional, financial uh, services professional, it would be a good time to do so. Because right now, all the baby boomers are retiring. Yay! There's the largest transfer of wealth ever happening. And if you want to improve your skill set, what better time to do it via Zoom, via a team of people who have the operations down, who have the training down, who have all of this. So you have to be in the right industry. Are, are your eyes open? Are you, are you really thinking with your head on a swivel? Are you, are you saying, wow, I got to keep up with the times. I need to learn a new skill set here. I need to, I got to teach this old dog new trick. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and that is so that's true. That's the reality of it. You're retired from the Navy and you're, you're, Starting a podcast. My goodness, the, the kids are trying this and failing at it. And, and, and you're, and you're doing this, retired already from the military. And you're starting a podcast. This is amazing. Well, that is amazing. Thank you, guys. But, you know, I think one thing I had to do, the first thing I started doing, um, was I had to say goodbye to debt. <laughs> you know, I said bye. Because what I wanted to do, right. I started out paying my smallest debt off first. Now, some people start with the largest debt first. I mean, if you have the type of money, or that's fine. But I wasn't that much in debt that way. But um, I say that because do you think, you know, for those people out there who want to say goodbye to debt but don't know where to start, also what you were saying, George and David, the financial review will help, you know, identify that problem there too, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so... Go ahead. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and I, I think a lot of people like, okay, so let's say up to this point, you know, there's, there's a one listener out there and one listener is like, okay, maybe I should start thinking a, a little bit more about financial literacy and how I'm able to, to impact my condition right now and, and where I'm at. And, uh, you know, the first thing I would say is, is look at debt. Uh, you're absolutely right. Like that's something that can negatively impact you and not just your pocketbook, but also your emotions. Absolutely. You know, everything is tied to it because you know that you owe someone something and someone is earning interest on you instead of the other way around. And uh, like there are simple strategies to be able to do those. Um, like for example, you know, pay more than the minimum payment, mm-hmm. like whatever you can do, just don't stick to, you know, the, the smallest, you know, payment that's there, you know, try the, the debt snowball, for example, is kind of what we call, it's just a, a method of reducing uh, your debt, like pay off your highest interest rate cards first, right? Like those ones that are 21, 25%, maybe even look at your lower percentages and, and start to say, Hey, maybe I can, I can transfer this balance into that card. Well, that's, that's a smart move, especially if you're going to be saving um, interest on that. And you this can easily re, oh, go refinance ahead. that debt. Yes, absolutely. You can easily refinance it. I'm going to say this because that's what I did. Uh, and I was in the military way back in the day when I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, what made me, I'm going to talk about myself right here. What made me do it? Because a lot of people I hear, right, uh, they, they're going to want to know, well, okay, we hear them talking, but where do we start? Well, I started. Uh, what made me realize uh, I had a situation because when I first got into the Navy, right, in 1993, 92, um, I got orders to Japan. 
okay? And when I got over to Japan, I had friends, you know, and we all didn't have cars or anything because we were junior enlisted. We had just gotten in the military. So we couldn't get a car. We can get a bicycle and walk uh, or, or ride a bike or walk where we needed to go. That was okay. But what changed my life and a few of my friends who saw me do it and they tried to do it was I got tired of going to the ATM machine putting my card in and I only had like $50 when I had just gotten paid about $1,500 but I was out there spending money oh wow that looks cool I buy that oh look at that jacket look at that necklace look at that ring so I was just really out there having fun I was very young in the military and at least I spent it on that I had a lot of my Navy friends buying alcohol all the time. Let's let's get real here. They were spending money at the bars, right? They'll get paid. Two, we get paid every two weeks, but they couldn't even make it to the to the next week because they were totally broke. At least I had fifty or sixty dollars in my account. So I think I said that to say the first thing, the first order of business for me, I had to stop, look, and basically what you were what you guys were saying the financial review. I had to do that on my own. And then I had to sit down and say, what bad habits do I need to cut? Wow. Wow. And I think that is uh, what a lot of people are going to need to start out first. You're going to have to start with what bad habit do you need to to, to cut? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And, um, And another bad habit I had, because I lived in the barracks, I had all sorts of groceries in that refrigerator. I don't even know how the refrigerator held it all. But I had some, I had so much stuff up in there, man. It was crazy. And my roommate, he had a lot of stuff up in there. And we have our friends, and we we everybody comes over to our Barrett's room. And they eat all our food up, and we're like, "Well, they didn't bring anything." Sure. Okay, we'll go buy more food. He he ha ha. We run back down there to the exchange and buy all this stuff. That got expensive. Yeah. So yeah, you got you got to see where where those little leaks are. Yes. Are in the situation. Yes, and 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 I think that I can use those examples, those two examples for my personal life. You know, uh, can you guys share an example from yours? Nothing yeah, too personal. Uh, I, I would say when when I was twenty one years old, I had a I had a smart guy in the army say, George, we got to buy you a house. I'm like, what? Really? He's like, yeah. So he, he did everything. He, we got pre-qualified. We got everything. I bought this house. At age 23, I sold the house. All of a sudden, there was $90,000 in my bank account. Oh, Lord. Drinks on George. <laughs> oh, drinks on George for everybody. For everybody. I brought my brother a car. I bought my brother a motorcycle. I did this. I did that. I bought all kinds. Of, it was just any. If I saw it in a, in a music video, I bought it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Money was gone. But, but that's the part about being financially illiterate is, uh-huh. okay, God bless his heart. My my uh my station commander. He got me to the point where he knew how to buy me a house. He knew how to how to get the loan, get the pre qualification. He knew how to make me ninety thousand dollars. But after we sold the house, it's like, well, now what? I I didn't know a financial services professional. I didn't know there was a a financial advisor. I didn't know there was a personal financial review. I knew none of that. So I blew all that money. Right. Right. So so it's like. Are you even ready to be blessed with that money? Right. You, you know, are you even ready to receive that blessing? That, that's, that's one thing that uh, I would say. And then the, the thing about it is I had to learn the hard way. I never had trusted people with finance around me. That's what I learned is 
people around me, they trust people for fantasy football. They trust people for lifting weights, for all this other stuff. But <clears> you don't have true. a guy that you trust with your money. Right. True. Right. That that's is so true. That is so that's true. That's mm, That's powerful there. What about you, uh, David? You have any, you know, light story you can share with us that yeah, opened your eyes? Yeah. Yeah, I actually do. And uh, do you remember the company Saturn, the, the car company? I do. Oh, yeah. It's a, okay. it's a European Opel. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so listen, back, I, I'm dating myself a little bit here, but back when I was purchasing a, a car, this is the first you know new car that I, I saw. We saw one on the showroom floor, right? And, and uh, being newly married, my wife, uh, not really a great car you know, buyer, she's like, that's the one we're getting right there. You know, sales first came up and already was licking his top, right? So we, uh, we've got this, you know, brand new car with all the bells and whistles on it and, uh, you know, driving it off the lot. And, you know, it was a, a really good car for us. But uh, realizing that this car is not an investment. Right. You know, this, this car is a, a depreciating value right. that we're having to pay into constantly. And, even after you know paying into it for you know a four year loan, realizing that okay we're, we're paying way more into it than what it's actually worth. Right. Uh, that that definitely opened my eyes. Uh, it opened my eyes to say you know what there there's got to be a different way. There's got to be a way to where we can can grow this asset. Now, if I was to do that, I would actually be my own loan source. Right. Like the vehicles that I have set up allow me to actually take loans from my policies mm-hmm. to be able to pay that out. And I'm not charging myself an interest rate. That's right. So I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty good banker. Wow. That's and, good. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and these, these policies and, and uh, accounts are available for everyone to be a part of. Just We have to kind of circle back around to what we were saying before. What type of person are you? Mm-hmm. Are you informed? uninformed or misinformed or maybe a little of three, mm-hmm. but I'd love to over the series of these podcasts, be able to, to shed more light and, and help people get more into the informed category. Well, I, I think for the first start of the podcast, this is our very first show. I think it's a great uh, start for the show, for, for the uh, show altogether, because, you know, I think we hit on some topics and subject matters that are very important because, you know, we have to start at zero, a lot of people. And then, you know, you crawl before you, you walk, you walk before you run. And um, it's okay if we make mistakes. We all have, right? Absolutely. But I think it's, it's imperative to don't turn your, don't, don't turn away from the mistake. Look at the mistake and identify that mistake so you don't make that same mistake again. You know, and and uh, I think a lot of people are afraid to invest. And if we can do whatever we can do to help others not to be afraid, then we've done our job. Right. If it's just one person that said, oh, I'm gonna give it a shot. Well, then we help at least one person today. Right. That's right. Well, I really appreciate what, what you're going to say, George, uh, over there. I, I was going to say. It's not about one person. It really is about. To me, mm-hmm. it really is about changing an entire mindset and an entire generation of people because we've been misinformed by the U.S. government, by the school system. Uh, there should not be this many high schools and schools lacking a financial 
requirement, a financial literacy requirement. Uh, people are graduating more. high school, people are graduating college, and they have no knowledge of the basics of money. This is this is by design, and, and we're the ones who are crusading against this and saying, look, people, don't do it for me. I'm not going to get rich if you learn this stuff and go invest somewhere or do something with your money. You're going to help yourself and your family. You're going right. to live a more comfortable life, and everybody should have access to this information. Now, I think that's a whole You're different right. podcast right. there because we need to definitely mm-hmm. do a show on that. Education within the public school system, especially in finances, because um, yep, yep. they don't talk about it. Now, when I was over in Japan there, they were teaching that over there in their schools to their, their, their students, you know, regular public schools. Um, and I can remember hearing certain athletes get all these million dollar checks and two or three years later, they're broke. Perfect example. That's a perfect mm-hmm. example of what we're doing is, uh, and, and it's like, just like I shared. Yeah. How many people have gotten a $90,000 check in their bank account has been, how many people have been to their Wells Fargo and looked at them and be like, oh my God, there's $90,000 in here. I did that when I was 23 years old. Amazing. But it didn't matter. That thing went back to zero and went to negative even mm-hmm. because now I created, I created $90,000 worth of bad habits. Right. Right. So you really gotta, you really have to be aware and you have to be intentional and you have to want to really be up on this education stuff. It's, it's for our children. It's for the next generation. It's, it's for the comfortability of our own retirement. There's a lot of positive things about learning about money. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think if we can take that, if we can demystify it, then, then that's amazing because a lot of people want to invest, but they just don't know how or they're afraid to start. Um, and, you know, here's one for you. And this is another show we're going to have to do. I met someone who was afraid. They told me they don't want to be rich because they're afraid of the problems being rich right. will bring right. them. Have you guys heard that hey, before? Keep, keep that person away from me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but have you heard, have you bumped into anyone that said that before? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. are you serious? I like to have that problem to give it a shot, you know? <laughs> so... And wow. think, think about the examples that that person has to draw on that got them to that spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is pretty profound. And you know mm-hmm. what that example was? This particular person I talked to had a lot of money at one time in their life, and they mm-hmm. lost it all because they kind of funneled it away. Uh, different family members, cousins, they never knew existed, you know. <laughs> Just all these sort of things, and that person said it brought more problem problems onto them than it did solutions and 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 uh, you know helpful things. But I just think, well, you know, I hear people say this too. You know, money is the root of all evil. I don't want it. I don't believe that. I I just well, don't believe it. If money's the root of all evil, why are they passing around the offering plate at the church? <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. You know. Come on. I think money can be a good tool to help solve a lot of problems that are evil. You know, so I think money can be used however which way the person that has it is using it. So, I mean, you know, it could be a great tool. In the past couple of months, we have funded a talent show in West Africa. Uh We have we have fed children in Bangladesh. We provided COVID-19 masks in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Wow, and, that was amazing, and that didn't happen by not having money. Wow, that's amazing. That's that a great example. Wow, yeah. So people are talking to me about the money is root of all evil. Money, this, oh, George, you just talked about that money because you're a hustler and this and that. And it's like, dude, 
that's not why I'm after money. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that because there's far, far, far less fortunate people on this earth who, for a little tiny bit of our, our money, what we consider money in the United States, can really help those people and impact their lives in a major positive way. And we've been doing it. I have video after video after video of children receiving bags of mangoes, guavas, apples, all these different things at the train station in Bangladesh. And we're doing that because because of our money. Absolutely. Because of the ability that we have. And, and, and I'm not and I'm taking away from my children. I'm not taking away from my wife to do that. My, my family's taken, well taken care of, plus I'm doing that. Right. So if you can't even if you can't even make it add up to your own family, let alone go out and do that in the world. You need to educate yourself. I'm sorry. Right. We live in the same world. We live. We're up against the same COVID nineteen restrictions. Mm-hmm. We're we're in, yeah. in the same exact globe at the same time. So don't tell me I have a special uh, something going going for me. No, I don't. I, I was born in Syria. I had to come to the United States and start with nothing. Right. Wow, so, that's so everybody good. has this opportunity, and and so for people to sit back and go, yeah, but that guy, you know, that guy, you know what, just stay away from me. I'm <laughs> looking for people who are looking for me. Right. Exactly. Right. That's beautiful. That's great. Right. Right. Well, look, guys, it's been uh, a wonderful show. I have got to tell you something I didn't tell you uh, before we even started the show, and that's Happy New Year. Yeah! <laughs> so, Happy New Year, guys. Absolutely. Uh, let's make this year a great year. I look forward to doing more, more shows with you guys. And is there anything you want to say before we wrap it up? We'll see you in a couple of weeks, Charles. Thank you. Absolutely. Sounds great. Oh, absolutely. So I appreciate you guys and I'm going to do an outro and we will continue this show, uh, in a couple of weeks. You've been listening to my castle life financial advisory team. Smash that like button, subscribe, comment, and share. We thank you for joining us today. And as always, don't be afraid to be amazing.